welcome to Thinks Out Loud, internet marketing expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital marketing expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 305 of The Big Show. And thank you so much for tuning in. I think we have a really cool show for you this week. Uh, I went down a bit of a Spotify spiral this weekend. You know that thing where you're listening to music and Spotify's algorithm starts sharing new songs with you or different songs with you that you hadn't heard in a while. And Spotify recommended a song that I haven't heard in years. You you probably remember it. It was a song called Lullaby by a guy named Sean Mullins. If you don't remember it, it's a bit cheesy, and it's got sort of this, you know, alt-bro, vaguely douchey vibe, <laughs> right? But generally, it's a good, memorable, catchy song. It's poppy, but cynical. You know, it's very, very 90s. Uh, it features spoken word verses, and it's anchored by Mullen's crooning in falsetto during the refrain, everything is going to be all right. And and you needn't worry, by the way. I am going to link to the video in the show notes because it is a moment. I mean, you really have to see it. It's so, so 90s. Um, and then, you know, the song can be bounced around in your brain for the, a few days, the way it has for mine. And you're probably wondering... Why am I bringing this up? What is the reason that I'm talking about this? And the song was a massive hit. According to Wikipedia, it reached, and this is a quote, number one on the U.S. Billboard Adult Top 40, number seven on the Billboard Hot 100, and number nine on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks. It also had success abroad, reaching number nine on the UK singles chart, number five in Australia, and number two in Canada. The DJ on the radio where I lived at the time, I lived in Phoenix and our local radio station, said Mullins would be a major star. And I remember specifically her referring to him as the future. You know, this guy was going to be huge. So here's my question for you. Do you remember any other song by Sean Mullins? And I'm not trying to pick on the guy here, but I suspect the answer is no. So the next question I want to ask you is, would it shock you if I told you that Soul's Core, the album released in 1998 that features Lullaby, was Mullins' fourth album? Would it shock you more if I told you he'd released six studio albums since then, most recently in 2018? If you go back to his first record in 1992, Sean Mullins has been grinding it out for 28 years. And he's got one hit to show for it. A major hit, mind you. I mean, I was a musician at one point in my life. He's got one more major hit than I have. <laughs> right? But he just has the one. And I mean this in all sincerity. I am not knocking the guy. I'm actually impressed by him. Because year after year, he pumps out records. Night after night, at least before COVID, he plays shows. 
Seriously, he had 12 dates in March of this year alone before everything went, you know, kablooey. He's, he's played some streaming shows since then. The dude does the work. And I have tremendous respect for that. Because that's the point I'm trying to make this week. That's the thing I really want to talk about. I started working in digital in 1995, as it happens, just a few years before Lullaby came out. I didn't move into my first real leadership role, though, until 2001-ish. So when the dot-com bubble burst, and I was there for, you know, all of it, really, I wasn't yet in a position of serious accountability. I, I you know, certainly I was, I had influence and I was doing things, I, you know, I'm not trying to undersell it. I'm not trying to oversell it. But in the role I was in, you know, things were happening around me that were far outside my control and, and far outside what I was held accountable for. And the reason I bring this up is because through the aughts, I thought I was a damned fine digital marketer and strategist. You know, after all, from 2002 to 2008, pretty much everything I did worked Yes, there were setbacks. Yes, I screwed up occasionally. But generally, my numbers were great month after month, year after year. I got terrific performance reviews. I collected my bonuses. I mean, all the evidence would suggest that I was great. Why wouldn't I think that? Then 2008 came (laughs) and the floor collapsed beneath me, just like it did for lots of folks. You know, the economy cratered. Business plummeted. Suddenly, most of the things that used to work that I thought I was so good at didn't. Most of my best laid plans turned out to be not the best. My team and I were scrambling and hustling and doing everything we could to rebuild a foundation for our business, to repair the holes in our business to develop something that was truly built to last. And there were no guarantees. And the consequences were very, very serious. People depended on us and on me to deliver business or risk going out of business. For the first time in my career, really, failure didn't mean, hey, I could get fired. It meant a lot of people would lose their jobs. Not just the people on my team, not just me, but also the clients that we worked with. You know, in this case, hotels. These people depended on us, and the people who worked for them depended on us. And I always tell people, that's when I really learned how to be a good digital marketer. That's when I learned how to be a good digital strategist. It's when I learned how to be a better leader. I often think that I learned as much during that 18-month period, you know, 2008 uh, into 2009, into 2010, as I'd learned in my career up to that point. Different things, obviously, and it doesn't mean the things that I learned before were wrong. It just meant that I learned a whole bunch of new things. And I learned from everyone because it was uncharted territory. There were no experts. Yes, there was my own experience and those of others I worked with during the downturn of 2000 and 2001. 
There were the shared experiences I got from people who lived through the recession in 1990 and 1982. My boss and board members of the company I worked for had firsthand experience that dated to the 1974 recession, and most had worked with people whose experience went back even further. But nobody was walking around saying, I have all the answers. I know exactly what we need to do and how we need to get through this. There were certainly lessons we could draw on. But what we all knew for sure was, one, there were no bad ideas. And two, there was nothing we couldn't test. Because the alternative was to fold up the tents and go home for good. And that simply was not an acceptable alternative for any of us. So we got good at what we did. I had got better at what I did. We acknowledged that it was a crappy situation. We acknowledged that there were no guarantees. But we did the work. And we all knew that eventually everything was going to be all right. The current situation feels pretty familiar. Yes, this is terrible what we're going through. And there's the the added reality of the health situation. And I don't want to belittle that. I don't want to demean it. I don't want to, you know, disregard it. It's a very real problem. It's the primary reason we're in what people are calling this weird K-shaped recovery, where some folks are managing just fine and others are getting crushed. What I do know is true is that we're now seven months in and we're probably, based on past data and what we're seeing, at least another two to six months from seeing the hardest hit industries start to meaningfully recover. There are definitely industries that are already seeing meaningful recovery. There are some industries, you know, I'm looking at healthcare, I'm looking at uh, people in some technology fields that really haven't seen much of a hit at all. But if you look at hospitality, if you look at restaurants, if you look at retail, if you look at a number of other industries like that, it's going to be a bit of time before they really start to see meaningful recovery. And yet, what my experience says is they will meaningfully recover. You will meaningfully recover. If you're one of the folks who's on that bottom bar of the K, this will get better. You just have to put in the work. And I want to be fair. It doesn't guarantee that everything will get better right away. It doesn't guarantee that there won't be bumps and bruises and batterings that you may take at points during this or or have already taken. Again, I don't want to seem flip to people's situations. You know, I will fully acknowledge I like to have a good time. I like to make jokes. I like to have fun. Even in tough times, I try to keep a smile on my face. One, because I'm pretty lucky. I'm pretty blessed, right? And I don't mean that in a, in a braggy way. I just mean that I've been very fortunate in my career. Two, because I have lived through some tough times before. You know, I've definitely had some periods where things were not going perfectly. And three, because you, you got to try to keep a positive attitude about it while also acknowledging the reality of yeah, this kind of sucks. And maybe it doesn't kind of suck. Maybe just flat out sucks. 
But there are things you can do. And it's what we've been talking about here on the show for lots of episodes. You know, just pay attention to the trends, right? We have to listen to what's going on with our customers. Uh, Episode 293, I talked about the five drivers of e-commerce and digital transformation for your business. This is a great time to reinvent what your business is. Not just for now, but for where business is going to be for the next 5, 10, 15 years. You know, I talked about in episode 292 that there is never a new normal in digital. Yeah, this, these kinds of ups and downs are going to occur. Hopefully not tied to a pandemic. Hopefully not tied to lots of people getting sick and lots of people dying. But just the fact of that There are going to be some downtimes. There are going to be some times that you will struggle. And so setting yourself up better to be in a good position for the long haul now is the thing that will help you out in the long haul. I'd mentioned in a couple of shows uh, that I did, episode 295 and episode 294, all around key steps toward digital transformation and how you can listen to your customers, how you can gain the data and the insights you need to respond to what your customers' needs are. And then episode 297, I talked about four questions your business needs to answer right now. And then, of course, lastly, you know, episode 302, how you can build a digital company. Because that's what you need to be thinking about right now. That's the work you need to be doing. Obviously, do what you got to do to keep your doors open. Do what you got to do to survive. But while you're doing that, you also want to set yourself up to thrive. It doesn't mean that you're going to thrive tomorrow. And there are lots of ways, as I talked about in those past episodes, that you can do these things very cost effectively. It doesn't mean you have to go out tomorrow and drop a whole bunch of cash that you may not have to set yourself up for success. It's that you can do some things that are low cost or in some cases free, they just require your time to get a better understanding of what matters to your customers and start building the content that will help answer their questions. Start creating the customer experiences that will help them recommend you to their friends and their family and their fans and their followers. Help them help your business. Help them become what I like to call your secret sales force. Because those are the things that will set you up for the long run. Those are the things that will help you get through both the current situation and be set up for success as you go forward. So I kind of want you to think about our buddy Sean. You know, he had one hit. Right? He had one massive hit 22 years ago, and the guy's still plugging away. Why is he plugging away? Because he loves what he does. He's trying to do a good job. He's trying to make music. He's trying to make people happy. He's trying to help his audience enjoy their day a little better, and he's doing the work to do it. And I know that's what a lot of you all are doing, too. So I would just encourage you, you know, keep the faith. You're going to be fine. And as Sean says, everything is going to be all right. Now, looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. But as ever, I want to remind you that you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all our past episodes, by going to timpeter.com slash podcast. 
Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcast. Just look for episode 305. You can also subscribe in any of the episodes you find on timpeter.com slash podcast to have Thinks Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. You can also find Thinks Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, wherever fine podcasts are found. Just do a search for Tim Peter Thinks, Tim Peter Thinks Out Loud, or Thinks Out Loud. We should show up for any of those. While you're there on your favorite podcatcher, I would very much appreciate it if you could provide us a positive rating or review. It helps people find us, it helps us show better in their search, and it helps new listeners understand a little bit better what the show is all about. It makes an enormous difference to me personally and to the show overall. It just means a ton. You can also find Things Out Loud on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Associates. You can find me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. And of course, you can email me by sending an email to podcast at timpeter.com. Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. As I do every week, I'd like to thank Solo Segment, our sponsor. Solo Segment is a very cool product, a very cool service. I, I have a close association with them. They're using machine learning and natural language processing and anonymous behavioral data to connect website visitors, the people on your website, with the content they seek to accomplish their goals, which helps you accomplish yours. They do this in a way that protects privacy for your site visitors. They understand that most of the people who come to your site, you don't know who they are. You're kind of stumbling around in the dark. Their view is embrace the dark, help people based on what they're doing, not who they are. When you do this, it improves the effectiveness and the efficiency of your marketing team. It's super simple to install on your site, and you can learn more about Solo Segment by going to solosegment.com. Again, that's solosegment.com. With that, I want to say again how much I appreciate you tuning in today, how much I appreciate you tuning in every single week, and especially with all the things going on in the world right now, I really hope that you enjoy this and it gives you something to do. It means a world to me that you do it. With that, I hope you stay well. I hope you stay healthy. I hope you stay prosperous. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I will look forward to talking with you here on Things Out Loud next time. Until then, please be well, be safe, and as ever, take care, everybody. Thank you.